John Niehaus, Director of Program Development for the National Association of Flight Instructors. I'd like to welcome you to this edition of the NAVI 10 Question Challenge, the online video series where I ask 10 questions to successful instructors and just try to learn their secrets and figure out how they've transitioned them into professional success. Today, my guest is Christine Mortine. She's a CFII, MEI, and DPE. She also is a Cirrus training instructor. She works for AOPA in their Air Safety Institute, uh, working in their FERCs, and she also teaches safety seminars. She's on four boards, including the 99s and the Professional Pilots Association, and she has 25 years as a classical musician. Christine, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. My pleasure. And uh, with the traditional format, we'll just jump straight into it. Great. Was instruction part of your original career plan, or was it something you just uh, never anticipated doing? Uh, so I never anticipated that would happen, but since I was a little, like so many of us, I always wanted to fly. So I always flew. I, I paid my own way to fly to Scotland. And back then they let me go up into the cockpit as a little kid. So, you know, I had the, the thirst, um, but I didn't start flying till after my 25 years of another career. And it took maybe about two months in my training when I realized I had to figure out a way to be paid to keep doing this. <laughs> I understand. Hmm. So reflecting on your instructor's skill uh, with your very first student, how well do you think you did? Yeah, so uh, I thought about that and it, I had to go back to my logbook to actually think about my first student. And as a rule of thumb, whenever I do something for the first time, like my first check ride as a DPE, that person didn't have to pay me. <laughs> I kind of did that one for free. And I think that probably would have been a good idea for those first couple of uh, lessons with my first student, but it was pretty exciting and, you know, uh, but, but nerve wracking. Yeah, I, I remember my first student, I think I, my right knee, I think, was just kind of <laughs> jittering up and down during the duration of the first flight. And I was just praying that he wasn't going to notice. Right. He probably didn't see it, but it felt like it was a one-inch one inch wobble to yourself. Yep. Yep. Just like the air. Why, why can't I hold straight and level? Don't worry about it. <laughs> so well, most of us have had an instructor mentor. Who was yours and what was the most meaningful thing they taught you? So, I mean, my, I've had several, and I hope I continue to have more. But my, my first one for private was a, a great, great kid. You know, I'm an older woman here learning how to fly, and he's just out of college. But he was perfect. His name is Derek. And um, a good example about Derek is I inadvertently, mistakenly, believe me, mistakenly threw the wrong rudder in when we were doing a power on stall because I did my homework and I knew I needed rudder. So boom, there we go in a spin. I don't know what's going on. And he just smoothly fixed it and said, okay, let's do that power on stall again. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> but he was really uh, calm and, and uh, perfect for me, you know, as, First. And then when I went on to get my commercial and instrument, I worked with a, a NetJets pilot whose passion is teaching. And he took me on as a student and he was a little more tougher and, you know, it'd sit there like this and, you know, let me really sweat it out. But it's because he cared so much. So I loved that. 
And, um, and then after I kind of had these ratings, I flew with a, a really seasoned instructional pilot that I knew was going to retire soon. And, and I bought him for an hour and it was really expensive, but it was one of my favorite flights because he also was a musician. And the way he talked to me about coming in for the landing, it was like, look all the way down the runway and back and then look out this way. And he was just artistic about it, you know, in the cockpit. And I'll never forget that. And then finally, <laughs> I know I have four mentors here. That's okay. Like, I hope I have more. Um, my tail, when I started tail wheel training, that totally shifted and opened up a whole new silo in my GA career. So I really value Lynn, who was my initial tailwheel instructor in the Satabria, and he continues to be in my life in, in that kind of way. So hopefully we all collect lots of mentors. Mm -hmm. My goal at some point is to be on that list for somebody else. I, I don't think it's happened quite yet, but maybe someday. <laughs> I know. Sometimes you never really realize it. That's true too. Yeah. So what is the most non, or I'm sorry, what is the most valuable non-aviation skill you've learned from being a flight instructor? You know, my first thought about that was learning to meet the client where they are. That skill of, of being able to, to be where they are, not just where you are, and, and build those skill sets in a, in a healthy way. But maybe that, that has to do with flying. So then I thought that a little more. I'm a type A personality. So the thing that I've learned the most is to be calm. And I think that is really important in this industry. Um, and I've learned that. So what do you enjoy most about flight instruction? I think I'm a teacher at my core. Um, in my first career in music, you know, I always coached and taught and, and that was a one-on-one -on -one environment most of the time. And as a conductor, you know, it's leadership in a way that everybody in the team wants to do their best and can do their best. So I think those, those disciplines for me have served me well as a flight instructor because it, it's one-on-one -on -one and, and that can be that can have its own challenges. There's not a whole team, you know, watching out for everybody. And so you need to learn how to meet this client where they are, know when to be instructional and know when to let them be independent of you. Building blocks. Mm -hmm. I think that, I mean, I really enjoy that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the knowing how long to hesitate after you answer a question before you try to answer your own question. Right. Yeah, giving them the tools to be successful at whatever stage they're in to feel that success, but then continue to be ahead of the plane and giving them more. And I, you know, one of my big mantras is safety as all of us, but we have to remember that every day, every moment as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely a skill to, to be able to teach something like we teach without being the uh, proverbial hover parent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to want to do that. And, uh, and it, you know, the, the bottom line is they can't go off and they can practice themselves to a degree, of course, because once they've soloed, there's, there's solo time, but you know, you just, you, you have to, it's fun to, figure that out and try to do it the right way. And sometimes we make mistakes. What's your most interesting, scary, or fun story you've had as an instructor? 
Yeah, I, in, in my infinite positiveness, I thought, well, I haven't had a scary, well, yes, I did have a scary time. <laughs> I had two students in, uh, I think we were in a Grumman Tiger, and we were doing a cross country together. I mean, a, a big cross country. We were flying from Ohio to New Mexico. Oh, wow. So this was a two-day trip, and we were meeting other pilots. It was really neat. Mm, I think we were in Indiana, and... 8,000 feet. Um, I've, I had filed an, an instrument flight plan, even though these were PPL clients. And we had an engine out scenario. Oh. So it was running the checklist. It was um, navigating these two in- people in the cockpit with me and running the checklist. And after we ran the checklist, it turned out that it was probably, it was totally my, my error. There was a um, uh, the right and left fuel tank. The right wasn't indicating properly, hmm. and I was. T- I learned a lot as an instructor here. I was pretty distracted with two students and the talking and the excitement and what we're doing. And every time it was time to switch the fuel tank, you know, we'd go to the left, and then I'd realize, hey, that right's kind of full, and I kept going back to the right. So I missed this. I was fixated on on this, the gauge instead of what reality was because I was distracted. So it turned out that the gauge was faulty. And once we ran the checklist and switched tanks, we got our engine and of course we landed right away and went into maintenance and got this all up. And, and it was interesting to see the two students, you know, the one in the front was cool as, the one in the front was terrified. The one in the back was cool as a cucumber. So they learned a lot too about how they, and you know, in my mind, the whole time was we are staying alive. We are staying alive and, you know, comply, confess, you know, so we did everything. It was a good experience. (laughs) Well, you know, it's sometimes it's a good lesson for students to realize that instructors are valuable, that, that doesn't matter how many hours you have, you can make a mistake. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's funny, I was talking with another instructor for one of these and he was talking about how, um, you know, he's, he's not quick to declare an emergency, but he, he doesn't have any issues with that. And that, um, you know, having something like that happen is in some cases a good learning technique for the students too, because they're not going to necessarily deny it um, like others might. Right. That's, that's right. You, you know, you confess, use all the tools available, you know, get, get help. Right. And that you're right. You, it's, it gets a little dicey if you try to simulate an emergency that maybe is, you know, too close to home, <laughs> but when they happen organically, it's gold. Yeah. As long as everything turns out. Okay. Of course. Right. <laughs> yeah. In your mind, uh, what quality or skill makes for an exceptional flight instructor? What quality and skill makes for an exceptional flight instructor? Um, I would say, um, I would say the ability to multitask and be ahead of the plane and the client and understand all the safety emergency components. Mm -hmm. I would think, you know, my mind goes to safety first, but it's a discussion we could talk about for like an hour. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So how did you utilize your time as a CFI um, to transition into what you professionally do now? 
Yeah, so um, being CFI was great and I'm still doing it because I love it. Um, the DPE work keeps me pretty busy and um, there are days when I've done that for five days in a row and I really miss teaching. Um, and of course, you know, all of us DPEs, we, we never teach, right, in a check ride. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes, sometimes it happens a little bit and that's nice. But so I transitioned in the tailwheel world. That's kind of my specialty. And that uh, allows me to be doing a lot of instruction too. So I do tailwheel endorsements and um, spin training and maybe even aerobatic training here soon. So as a piggyback to that then, um, is there a, a particular aspect that of instruction that, that really truly prepared you to walk into the DPE world or um, into AOPA? Um, I think having the experience with so many different clients and so many different people, so many different goals and uh, has helped me to provide an environment for a check ride um, where they uh, hopefully feel safe and, and want to perform their best. Um, the flip side of that is I think, um, I think coming, this is just a personal observation, maybe wrong or right, but coming to this later in life as a second career, it makes it easier for me to not be afraid to deliver bad news if it's the appropriate news. Mm. And, and, and so I have a sense of, um, it's about safety for everybody, that person and the person that, you know, anybody in their lives. And if there's something unsafe or if they don't pass something, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that delivery. And I, I got to tell you, 99.9% .9 of the retests are fantastic. So, and oftentimes it's like, wow, you were right. And thanks. I learned a lot that we can hope for it. <laughs> we can hope for it to be that way most of the time. <laughs> so final question. Um, okay. You could give a new instructor one piece of advice for success in the profession. What would it be? <clears throat> Safety is a focus. I can't just say one. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Safety is a focus. Lead by example. Maintain professionalism. I, you don't want to really be a, a, a buddy with your client. I mean, you, there's a way to have a positive professionalism. I think that's important. And, um, and also, I'd like to say, you know, starting off with FAA materials for your students right away. Um, I'm not a fan of keeping the ACS to myself till a month before the check ride. I think it's okay to have all those resources available because you never know when they will be motivated to sit down and, and read something at home. Mm -hmm. so, um, I guess those are my four. <laughs> well, Christine, I appreciate your time so much today. Um, do you have any final thoughts or is there any projects that you're currently working on? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, I decided to make GA my career and I couldn't be happier. Um, so I just would like to say that it's possible. Um, flight instruction is, is not always, you know, uh, monetarily climbing the ladder, but there are so many other ways to um, add to that in the GA world to, to make a sustained career. And I, I couldn't be happier. I mean, I'm, I'm very, very happy. Um, I really enjoy the community work I do. Um, 
just in my own community uh, with the 99s and the EAA, but also nationally, the Recreational Aviation Foundation is one of my uh, treasured involvements. I'm the Ohio liaison, and, and that resonates with me, which is why I bought a 185, because I love backcountry and mountain backpacking and so that puts my two worlds together just you know get out there have fun um enjoy it there's so much there's so much uh, try to find your silos and and get back great advice well thank you so much again sure great to talk to you